Alright, welcome back to another episode of the In-Between Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your co-host, Seth Woolcock, joined by my co-host, Thomas Kuda. What's up, Tom? Oh, you know, dude, I am just enjoying living life. Got a day off of work today, so no problems here. Hey, can't complain about that, man. Even in COVID times, you need those days off as well. Absolutely, especially now. (laughs) No doubt, no doubt. Uh, Yeah, so this is the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. You're listening to Season 2. You can find myself on Twitter, at between underscore Seth FF. You can find my esteemed co-host, Tom, on Twitter, at Thomas Kuda. And you can find the show, you can find the site, everything we have going on, at In Between Media, on Twitter as well, at IBT underscore media. You can subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review. Uh, we're on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Blueberry, Deezer. And Tom, I actually just got the notice. We are also now on iHeart. How about that? Lit anywhere and everywhere. <laughs> Only took them like three months, but you know, that's that's <laughs> iHeart for you there. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we're back. Uh, another episode. We have a special summer mock draft episode for you today. We're going to get into a little bit of headline. Got a lot of news to catch you up around the league. Uh, I'm just excited to podcast, though. How about you, Tom? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially because we're doing draft day today, so it's going to be extra fun. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it was kind of one of those crazy afternoons. I felt like I was started out in my bedroom uh, podcasting, and I could just hear everything in the house. I could hear the cars going by outside. So I was like, all right, I'm going to relocate to the basement a little bit. Uh, sat at my bar that I have down there, and then I'm just hearing the AC going like crazy. And then the dehumidifier, I turned that off, still can hear the AC. And so eventually I wandered out to my garage. Inside the garage, we have a we have an herb room, and that is where I am right now. It's about a 6 by 10 room. So, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Be here with you in the herb room. <laughs> yeah, dude, I definitely get you on the busy day thing. My internet has been absolute turd lately. It's been shutting off for like two, three hours a day at this point. So right now it's currently down and I'm just recording on my phone because why not? Hey, the show must go on, as they say, Tom, and we're going to bring it. Absolutely. We're going to bring some straight fire for our listeners here in the dog days of summer. What do you say we jump into some headline hijinks? Let's do it. (laughs) Derek Henry and Titans agree to a five-year, $40 million deal. Jurassic Park 4. Dino hunting. Derek Henry. The coronation. King Henry gets paid. Right, Tom. So before we jump into redraft, because that's normally where our focus in is in uh, in this show, but I want you to talk about your big dynasty guy. Talk about what Derrick Henry and this five-year, forty-million-dollar deal with the Titans does primarily to his dynasty value. I want to try to parse this into two things. One, his on-the-field production last year was lights out, amazing. Nobody's going to doubt that. Um, that being said, I think that it's unlikely that he can repeat that level of production this year. So I think in terms of his long-term production and dynasty, I would expect, you know, he's 26. So I would expect the trend to continue where he has a few more years of elite production. And then, you know, we'll slowly start to taper off as time goes on. The other thing I wanted to say was the five-year contract specifically for for me, dynasty-wise, makes me want to a little more interested in going out and getting him. I want to make sure I don't overpay for him. I'm not going to go nuts or anything, but that kind of contract really signals that the team has a lot of confidence in him and they don't really have plans to move off of him anytime soon. I mean, they pretty much gave him a contract that covers the rest of his productive years in the NFL. So Derrick Henry is going to be a Titan until he retires, most likely. And that really makes me want to 
if I were so inclined to like go out and trade for him, I would be willing to pony up what the asking price is now. Because up until this deal, I won't lie, I've he's not really been on my radar to go and trade for, but I might put some feelers out there now. Okay, so for me, I'm looking at a maybe a dynasty startup. Uh, recently, I'm I'm actually slotted into the seventh spot in a, a draft here, and I've been looking around, looking around, and I just like. Seven such a weird spot because all those top running backs are going to be gone, and Michael Thomas is probably going to be gone. Uh, I've been kind of looking at Devonte Adams there maybe, but now like Henry to me slides up into that you know the bottom end of maybe that top tier because to me I think this signals that the Titans are looking at Henry and what he does well and maybe what he doesn't do so well like the pass catching but maybe starting to see there's more to that than meets the eye I mean Tom he averaged 11.4 yards per catch last year again I know that's you know skewed a little bit by some huge uh, screens that went for you know 60 70 yards but I think he can be better in the reception game than he's been in the past there's no Dion Lewis uh, I know we have some rookies coming in that we're excited about but still I think that Dynasty, especially, I, I I like Derrick Henry a lot. Yeah, I I I think that about covers it for Dynasty. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I totally agree with you there because I was actually looking at, you know, like top seven off the board and stuff, and I mean, you're kind of left looking at Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders, Clyde Edwards, Derrick Henry. They're Josh all kind of like mixed into that tier. Josh Jacobs, yeah, they're all kind of together, and. Derrick Henry, I mean, as weird as it is to say after how much I bagged on him the last few years, he finally has, like, more proven production than just about any of them. I mean, yeah, and when you look back at last year, I think it was, you know, there are some outlier numbers. You look at the red zone, uh, he had 42 attempts, which was top eight in the league. Uh, He got 13 touchdowns out of that in the red zone. So, I mean, put that in. He was RB5 in PPR leagues, which is pretty impressive. If anything, to me, I think this contract signifies that Derrick Henry has more work to do. He has more ground to eat up. And I think, again, I think this really, before Derrick Henry was on that line of a first or second round pick, and I think now that moves him up well into the top 10. Yeah, I agree with you. I I definitely think so. The only reason I hesitate a little on, like, my rock solidness on him is because of the pass catching work that he lacks. Like right, right. he's a, he, you know what I mean? Like he's always just going to get game scripted out of a few games here and there, but yeah, you know, I, everybody has off days. I agree with you there. I just feel, I mean, Nick Chubb, he's not going to get the pass catching work and might get his, you know, first and second down workload eaten into a little bit by hunt and Josh Jacobs. We don't know about that yet. And, we love Joe Mixon as much as anyone, but, I mean, he's still on the Bengals. So, overall, <laughs> I'm moving him up, but, I mean, I guess we'll see how it shakes out this year. But Henry got paid. Henry got paid. Oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> good for him, too. Yeah, yeah, that guy works his ass Just, like, off. on a personal level. Like, yeah. Good, good for him getting paid. Absolutely. And uh, let's move forward to another running back that once paid, Tom. 49ers running back Raheem Mostert requests a trade. Mostert wants to stay a must-start. Colonel Mustard threatens to go AWOL. Alright, Tom, so how do you see this uh, this shaking out? Raheem Mostert, he's kind of been a fan favorite this last season. Was one of those guys you probably grabbed off waivers maybe midway through the season. Uh... And he really took off. And now he's requesting a trade. It's basically, I don't know if he wants to be traded as much as he wants to get a contract done because they have yet to. And Matt Breed is out of town. It's him, Tevin Coleman. Uh, they got a couple rookies, or they got a rookie in the backfield, Jermichael Hasty as well. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, he's around somewhere. Uh, who, what do you think about this? How does this impact Mostert's redraft value? And who's benefiting from this, if anyone? Um, depends if he gets a trade, like if he actually gets out of town, depending on where he lands, he would benefit the most to me. What do you think? I don't think he's going to get traded though. I think there's no way they're going to trade him. I don't think they will either. He's still on what is the second year of his three year contract. I don't think they'll get rid of him. 
Uh, but I'm just saying, in the case he got traded, like if they actually did, we're like, okay, he's not going to show up. We'll just ditch him. I think he'd be the best because I don't like the way Shanahan, like for fantasy purposes, I hate the way he committees with like three or four different running backs. Like everyone you just listed will touch the ball a bunch this year, probably. I just feel like if he's getting traded to a team, he's going to get traded to a team that's willing to invest and give him that contract extension that he wants. And, I mean, we've seen this. We've talked about it pretty much every single episode of the show this year. Touched on it last year a little bit, too. Like, the running back market just sucks. Like, don't have your kids be running backs. I feel bad, honestly. It does. It really does suck. No one wants to pay you because as soon as you cross 25, like, once you're off your rookie contract, nine out of ten are not going to be there for a ton longer. <laughs> right. So, so Tom, how do you see this playing out for Moster? Like, most likely, are you thinking that he stays with the Niners as well? Yeah, I think most likely he will. I think he wants – I don't really know if he wants to leave or not, but I think most likely he just wants to get paid what Tevin Coleman gets paid. Cause, Fair enough. I mean, he's literally said that. He said he wants to get paid at least as much as Tevin Coleman. Or, or Terry and, McKinnon. Yeah, so if they'll pony up the dough and pay him, I don't think he'll go anywhere. Um, and if he doesn't go anywhere, then I'm kind of back to where I was before, whether it's redraft or dynasty, and that's like I'm just checked out of the running back. You don't want Mostert at all or or Tevin Coleman? How do you see it? Like, Obviously, Tevin Coleman's value is going up in this. He's been taking – this happened in the middle of the Scott Fishbowl drafts that this news came out, so – Tevin Coleman started to go pretty early, like the 10th, 10th, 9th round-ish in some drafts. Like, what do you think? You don't want any part of that? I personally don't, but that's just my risk level. You know, like, I am 100% confident that Tevin Coleman will produce some value. I just don't know how consistently is more my issue. You know what I mean? Like, I want to know that somebody's going to ha- – I don't want to have to take a guess. You know, does Coleman get to touch the ball more this week or does Mostert get to touch the ball more this week? Because that's how it was all last year. I mean, I know there were a lot of injuries going around, but Shanahan really likes to draw plays for certain people and then run them. You know what I mean? He's he's no stranger to swapping people out as he sees fit. Yeah, he definitely is a coach that goes with that hot hand. But I'll, I'll honestly say I think – I was a guy who was getting Tevin Coleman as my RB4, my RB5 uh, before this news happened. So I like Tevin Coleman a lot. Uh, I mean, Raheem Mostert, I think, is a good back, though. I mean, he led the league in yards per carry. His agent made that very clear in the tweet he put out last week. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> but, but uh, so, I mean, I think Raheem Mostert's a good back. I think the 49ers. They ran it the second most in the league last year. I think that will come down a little bit. But I still think Raheem Mostert now is sliding. His ADP was getting up there. You know, I was seeing sometimes end of the third round, early fourth round. That was too high for me. But if he's sitting there in that five, six round, I mean, I'm all in. Yeah, and honestly, I don't blame you for it. Like I said, it it's not necessarily a knock on him as a player. It's more just my own personal risk assessment that makes me shy away from them. But if, if you're seeing the value and you're really liking that value in the fifth, sixth round, I mean, there's no reason not to take him. Cause if he does get his contract extension and stays, he'll play his heart out. Or if he gets shipped off somewhere else and another team decides they really want to put a lot of commitment into him, he'll end up returning a lot of value either way that way too. Absolutely. I'm sure we'll touch more on this in the draft i'm sure he's going to come around to one of us so we'll move (laughs) forward here and we'll talk more about colonel mustard later redskins wide receiver calvin Harmon tore acl in off-season workout will miss the entire 2020 season steven sims season or all go on gandy golden washington in the market for wide receiver depth all right tom so We've already kind of touched on this Washington Redskins offense, probably most than, more than most fantasy football podcasts this summer. I think that's a fair assumption, but... Uh, <laughs> probably. I mean, I've hyped up Dwayne Haskins more this year probably than anyone as well. I'm in that camp a little bit, but how do you see this playing out for the Redskins? Uh, Kelvin Harmon, I mean, he was second-year talented wide receivers. He was projected to play on, on the outside opposite of Terry McLaurin. 
Uh, Steven Sims still in the slot there. Gandy Golden, the rookie, he's projected now to take that outside number two role. Uh, how do you see things shaking out here in Redskins? It's kind of been a mess of an organization over the last month. A lot of headlines for him. Yeah, it's it's truly been a mess. This is probably the least of their concerns at the current moment. No but, doubt, no doubt. Um, again, I'll, I'll kind of split into two pieces here. One being the situation where they stick with the current pool of wide receivers, and then the other will be them bringing somebody else in. If they stay with the people they got, I am all in on Sims. I think that he'll pick up most of the work and be the solid number two to Scary Terry's number one. Um, In the situation that they do go out and get someone, which is what, I mean, obviously I'm not a GM in real life, but I think that's what they should do is go out and try to find like a seasoned veteran or like a rookie they can get on the cheap. In my mind, I think they should, someone should get on the phone with Jerry Jones and uh, go ahead and see if they can get CD lamb for a type of price. I mean, honestly, it'd be worth it. It's going to be like two first rounds and a second or something. I know it would be a ridiculous price you'd have to pay for him, but honestly, the Cowboys don't need him. No. You know, those first rounders that they would get, they could use to beef up the defense or fix their O-line, whatever they feel like doing. Maybe, but Maybe draft a quarterback since they're not going to pay Dak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it just seems to me like with the core of receivers that's left now, like, I just don't know. I just don't see this bolding well for them or Haskins or – really anybody who's playing in Washington. I hope at the end of the day that this is just not a sign of things to come in Washington because how many times these last few seasons does it seem like they actually have some talented players and they just keep getting injured? Jordan Reed, Darius Geis, Chris Thompson, Alex Smith. (laughs) Like, I mean, they, RG3, they've just been robbed these last five, six years due to injury. And I hope, I hope it is not a sign of things to come. I'm kind of getting worried now about you know, me hyping up Haskins because of this, but I think Steven Sims, uh, his arrow's pointing higher for me now. I think you grab Gandy Golden maybe in those late rounds, and Terry McLaurin, he's going to be a stud no matter what, So, but I think it only helps him at the end of the day. Yeah, this definitely uh, does make me, like any Scary Terry stock that I have, is... Uh... Only I'm only more secure in that now that he's just the only one there to throw football to. <laughs> I have him in the dynasty league, man. He's yours for the right price. Ugh, I don't know about that. Let's we'll see. I'm I'm okay at wide receiver <laughs> in that league for now. No doubt, no doubt. All right, well we're gonna draft some new teams here, Tom. We're gonna do a mock draft, so we'll be right back with that. We're gonna get locked and loaded with the first mock draft of the summer, 2020. <laughs> And we are back with our first mock draft of the summer. Super pumped up to be doing this with you, Tom. I'm going to be having the three spot. We're going to do a 12-team PPR redraft mock. And, Tom, you're going to be holding down the 10th slot. Yes, I am. I'm going to try to like get this spread out so we can give everyone a good idea of what it looks like to draft on either side. Yeah, I think this is the best way to kind of approach this. We've thought about doing this in the past and I feel like you and I just have pretty different opinions on players right now at this point and we'd save some arguing some time for our listeners and just kind of draft our own teams and see how it plays out yeah it sounds good to me and then of course you know we can always you know be like I draft this person you draft this person and then yeah our own teams you can still get good commentary absolutely absolutely so we're going to kick this off as always we're going to be using the sleeper app if you haven't heard of the Sleeper app, make sure you check it out. That, that's not even a paid advertisement or anything, but they're straight up probably the best probably the best fantasy football app out there as far as leagues go, I would say, nowadays. Absolutely. And they're adding basketball in soon. And if you like League of Legends, that's in there too. So <laughs> Diverse platform for sure. Let's kick it off here. All right, no doubt uh, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, 1-2 off the board. Uh, it's kind of an auto smash here for me at pick three overall. 
I'm going Ezekiel Elliott. I think Zeke's too good to last any more picks. I, I mean, he is, he's been consistent every single year. He didn't have any blow-up games last season. Uh, kind of was just very steady along the way. I think that changes this year. He's going to fall into the end zone a lot after some bombs, straight bombs from Dak. Here we go. Zeke Elliott, number three. All right. So let's see. At 10, I am looking down Kenyon Drake, Tyreek Hill, Nick Chubb, Devonta Adams, Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders. Honestly, I'm probably just going to go with Kenyon Drake here because I want to get a good running back. Um, I'm worried that Chubb's going to get his work eaten into. And so, I mean, yeah. Just to catch everyone up, Alvin Kamara was 104. Derrick Henry followed at the five slot. Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, and Josh Jacobs all off the board. I imagine you'd probably take Joe Mixon or Josh Jacobs if they were there at 10, Tom? Oh, yeah, absolutely. If they're they're still here, like if somebody else went and grabbed another receiver or something, I would definitely be taking either or. Any thought on possibly going a wide receiver Devonte Adams here and then maybe hoping that either out of Kenyon Drake, Nick Chubb, Eckler, one of those guys fall back to you? Um, I would definitely consider it. Um, I don't think it'd be a bad strategy to like go ahead and grab yourself Devonte Adams or even like Julio Jones even I would consider and then just take whatever of the running backs makes it back to you on the you know in five four picks or whatever so i think for me though i'm definitely going to stick um with my general tendency of going rb heavy and draft Kenny drake all right following that was tyreek hill nick chubb miles sanders at the 2-1 the 2-2 Devonte adams so close back to you tom uh top on the board looks like uh julio jones austin eckler hopkins so in this case, I think I might actually break my rule here. Um, normally, I would just go ahead and draft another running back immediately. But I really like that I have the choice between Jones and Hopkins. And honestly, call me crazy, but I'm kind of leaning towards Hopkins. Oh, you're going to go with the Arizona stack. Yeah, I think so. I, I know this is like a bad uh, a bad move technically to do, but I just really think that DeAndre Hopkins is going to have an outstanding year. I mean, I'm not saying that Julio Jones is going to have a bad year or anything, but... The the only place I'm skeptical is last year I was kind of on the OBJ train, and while I think DeAndre Hopkins might be a superior wide receiver in real football, uh, just the first year with the quarterback, not enough time in camp. That's the only... No preseason to really kind of get that repertoire going. I don't know. that That's the only only argument I have there. That definitely makes sense to me. I mean, and, you know, like I said, I did just take two Arizona players, so my first bye week, or that bye week's going to be a rough one, but that's okay. All right. <laughs> so, Julio Jones, Aaron Jones, Travis Kelsey, Pat Mahomes, Austin Eckler, Chris Godwin, all off the board here. Uh, I'm staring at the pick 210 right now. Top of the board ADP-wise is Lamar Jackson. I can't do that. That's too high of a price for me to pay. Uh, all my top all my other top running backs though are off the board now it's not a good feeling I was hoping maybe Eckler uh, possibly an Aaron Jones would fall back to me but not looking like that I don't like Clyde Edwards Lair at this pick too early for someone like Todd Gurley I'm going to check out the wide receivers <sighs> Kenny Galladay Mike Evans, Adam Thielen. Could go Kittle. Yeah, I actually, I do like Kittle a lot. I like Zach Ertz, though, just as much. A cup, Maybe a couple rounds later. You know, call me crazy, but I, I'm liking Lamar Jackson more and more than I look at my options. <laughs> hey, I, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to fault you for it. I, I've never, I mean, again, this is what mock drafts are for, to see kind of what these strategies play out as, so... Maybe it's not such a bad idea. Oh, man. I mean, you you know I never take quarterbacks this early, but I mean, you know, if you don't like Clyde Edwards, not a big girly fan, I've, you're really looking at it's Galladay Ki- or Kittle. I, and I like Galladay, but not in the second round. I like him as an early third round pick. Same with Mike Evans. Uh, yeah, and I just... I, 
all the running backs that I think are worth a second round pick are gone. Uh, I'm looking, and again, I like it's between Kittle and uh, Lamar Jackson right now, but I think I think there there are more tight ends I like better, maybe at a cheaper price in a couple rounds. So I'm gonna go Lamar Jackson here, mix it up. Whoo, RB's flying off the board. Kittle almost made it back to me. Clyde Edwards at Lair, Todd Gurley, James Conner, and George Kittle. Wow, James Conner's ADP is getting up there. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I think he's really just starting to outlast, you know. He's like a guy with a number one spot, so his ADP is starting to chip back up again. All right, so right now I'm looking down. Kenny Galladay is on the board staring me in the face. I love him, but I love Marvin Jones so much. I love a lot of receivers um, that I think maybe can fall back to me. I mean, I, that's a dangerous game to play, but I, I'm honestly looking at Leonard Fournette right there. And he's a guy we haven't really talked about a lot on the show, Tom. Uh, for a third-round pick, I think Leonard Fournette, I think that's a sound pick. Where, where are you at on Leonard Fournette this season? Um, I am very much on uh, down on Fournette. I just don't trust him. Um, I mean, I'm looking just brief, really quick, looking through his last season's points. And I mean, honestly, I feel like at this late in the third round, you really can't go wrong there because otherwise you're looking at what? David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell. Can't. So, can't. Yeah. Can't. Truthfully, I couldn't, I, I wouldn't fault you for going here now. Like, I think you're starting to get to a point where his value is going to, um, actually meet what what his price is worth right he's had two he's had two top 10 finishes out of three years he was rb 40 though in 2018 yeah i think i'm gonna pick leonard fournette here it's not a sexy pick it's not like you know super happy but i think him is my rb2 behind zeke i think that's solid i think he definitely should be you know barring getting traded or cut or anything like that he should probably be uh an rb2 at the very least yeah, I'd agree with that. I think he's definitely worth it at that price. All right, some RB, some wide receivers falling off the board here. Tom, you're back up at the 310, man. Where, where are you going here? All right, um, for me, I am looking at uh, – I have to look at a running back here. Um, the only other wide receiver that's up that I'd be considering is Allen Robinson, but I think I'm going to go ahead and go running back. Oh, don't and do it. Don't do it. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do Le'Veon Bell because I know that Adam Gase hates him and I don't like Adam Gase, but uh, I think that for the value, he's still going to put out the production of an RB2 at least. Like, it's a good floor for him, and I would like to have some steady production. All right, Tom. So he, here's a question for you. Um, right before you couple picks david johnson melvin gordon they went right before you would you have considered them over Le'Veon bell or are you higher on bell this season um the order for me would be johnson bell gordon okay I okay i think so i would have taken johnson if you had been there okay I, i'm really close on gordon and johnson and Le'Veon bell's down a tier for me but i'm your residential Le'Veon bell hater adam gaze hater <laughs> throw them all in there uh, so moving along here, end of the third round, Allen Robson, your boy, got taken. Chris Carson, Amari Cooper, OBJ, all off the board. Uh, where are you thinking here now, early fourth round, Tom? You have a couple good backs. You have a number one wide receiver already as well. Yes. Um, so value-wise, staring me in the face, we have DJ Moore mm-hmm. and Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, Mark Ingram. Um, to me, this comes down between DJ Moore and Jonathan Taylor. I really, really like Jonathan Taylor. I think that he's going to do a fabulous job in Indy. Um, and I do want to have some insurance just in case something happens to Kenyon Drake or Le'Veon Bell. So I'm probably going to go ahead and draft Taylor here because I think I can still find plenty of quality wide receivers in the next round. All right, here we go. Some wide receivers coming off the board. Uh, Mark Andrews, the third tight end off the board in the fourth round as well. All right. Uh, Yeah, not what I was expecting, to be honest. I was looking maybe a Cooper Cup, a DJ Moore, or a Calvin Ridley, and they were all all three of them off the board quickly. (laughs) 
yeah. I see one standout to me in this list. If you want to take like a risky shot at a wide receiver, one is that, that AJ be... Brown? Is that? Oh, you know it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I can't. I can't do that. Honestly, that's too high of a price again for that. I'm see. I I do like Brown, but I also like a DJ Chark. I like a Robert Woods. Uh, I'd be happy with. I don't want to keep. I always punt wide receiver, and I hate doing that. But like. I'm looking at Zach Ertz right now, and he's the highest on my board, on my personal board. I, I love Zach Ertz this season. I think without Alshon Jeffrey early on probably, uh, still a lot of question marks in the wide receiver position. We have the rookie Jalen Rager there. Deshaun Jackson's holding down the fort. But I think it's a lot of questions there. I think Zach Ertz is going to be a monster early on. So even if maybe I have a little trouble at wide receiver figuring out who to plug and play, uh, I think Zach Ertz will make up for it. So I'm going to go Zach Ertz here in the fourth round. Whew, happy with how that fell too. So Devin Singletary, Cam Akers, Keenan Allen, A.J. Brown, the next the next couple off the board. As much as I I'm, – I'm really not one of those Robert Woods truthers this season. Everyone seems really high on him, but I think to get him here at the beginning of the fifth round is kind of a steal. Where do, you, where do you see that, Tom? I, I think it's a pretty decent value. I mean, personally, I'd be a little scared to have Robert Woods as my wide receiver one, but looking at what's left on this list, the only person you could really reach for would maybe be Tyler Lockett. Yeah, I mean, it's a Probably long... the only person who's really in contention for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I like, I don't know, there's a lot of wide receivers. I'm going to take... I think I'm going to take Robert Woods here and hope maybe like a Cortland Sutton or a Terry McLaurin, DJ Chark. I mean, he probably won't get back to me, but that I'm going to hope on that. I'm going to take Robert Woods. It's not a sexy pick again, but I think think he's good enough. Oh, oh wow. There's the wide receiver run coming and a couple RBs off the board as well. Tom, you're sitting back at 5'10 right now. Uh, roster's looking pretty good. What are you thinking? Um, definitely swinging back wide receiver way this time um and in that realm i'm looking at tyler lockett uh terry mclaurin <sighs> stefan diggs aj green it's definitely thinning out a little i mean there's still a lot to be excited about and i do have a really really good one in deandre hopkins honestly here i think i lean more towards Lockett just for the security of knowing that it's Russell Wilson who's throwing the ball to him right. and not Dwayne Haskins or Josh right. Allen. Absolutely. So I'm definitely going to go with Lockett here. All right, a couple more wide receivers coming off the board. Kyler Murray comes off the board by beginning of the sixth round. Tom, you're back up 6-3. What's the move here? Um, For me, it's showing right now, and I just want to highlight this for you know people who don't wait forever for running backs or for quarterbacks like I do. Um, Russell Wilson is sitting at the top Ooh. of the board right now. Uh, it's definitely a good spot. Like I think if if I were someone who was more inclined to want to lock a quarterback in sooner and not wait a little bit on it, I would just take Russell Wilson here. Um, looking elsewhere, there's. Uh, Darren Waller, Stefan Diggs, Dak Prescott, Damian Williams. Really not digging any running backs at this price no, right no. now. So I'm not even going to attempt there. I'm honestly not digging. I really don't think Diggs is. <sighs> I don't know. I'm not high on Diggs. And... I'm not no, either. I feel like I'm a, kind of for a wide receiver three, though. It's, it's not it's, yeah for wide receiver three it's not bad for sure i think i'm kind of falling down the same hole you did with lamar though like we're right I'm stacking up those guaranteed safe points out of wilson i, I mean what I'm about dak prescott he's better. on the board too for me i feel like i'd be in in a league where i don't really care about efficiency as much because i think the cowboys are gonna be trailing more than the seahawks i might be more inclined to go dak are you i mean i know you're russell wilson truth or to the end of the day he's on her podcast logo but uh what do you think here <laughs> um i could definitely see a case for either way because this is fantasy this is not you know pure football skill and though russell wilson is my favorite like 
player in the whole NFL, I could definitely make a case for taking Prescott over him because you're right. The C- or the Cowboys are going to trail a lot more often. And as long as the O-line stays steady, Dak can put up some numbers. Like he can just put up some stupid numbers sometimes. So you would have I the, could definitely you, you see. would have the Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson stack too, though. So that's also appealing. Yes. Um, I don't know if I want to do two stacks. Oh, no <laughs> doubt. Mean, like, no doubt. You mean, I don't want two, two same teamers. Yeah. Same um, division. So I think I think here I am actually going to go ahead and go with what might be a bit of a safer pick and get Diggs as my <sighs> third receiver. This is because you're right. He'll be my third wide receiver, and I think that his ceiling is high enough that I want to have a piece of that for the sixth round price that I paid. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm back on the board uh, sitting here at, at the 610. Not loving what came back to me in wide receivers. I think probably had to be about nine wide receivers were taken since my last pick. Uh, same thing I kind of faced in my SFBX draft. Um, I'm looking down some options right now. Devontae Parker, Brandon Cooks, Jarvis Landry, Michael Gallup, Tyler Boyd. I definitely think I have to go wide receiver here. There are a couple RBs I like on the board, but I'm going to wait. I'm secure at the other positions. I think I need to hit the wide receiver position hard here. Uh I don't know about you, Tom, but right now, what for what's left on the board, I like Michael Gallup the best. I think I'm actually talking about him in a piece I'm going to be putting out this week as well, entitled Start, Sit, and the Boys of Summer. And I, I just think, despite C.D. Lamb being there, Michael Gallup's coming off a 1,100-yard season. He almost averaged the same amount of points as Amari Cooper last season. I think it was about .2 difference a game. So I think, again, I think, exactly what I was talking about. They're going to be trailing a lot. I think Michael Gallup's going to benefit from that. Yeah, I agree. I think the only other person I'd consider here is maybe Brandon Cooks, but his health is such a big question mark anymore. That's exactly. I think if if health was not a concern, I would go him or Landry, but I have those concerns. Devontae Parker, I like him a lot too, but I mean, Tua could be coming in midway through the season. I don't know if that will help or hurt him. I'm going Michael Gallup here. We'll see what comes back around. Deshaun Watson, Damian Williams, Devontae Parker, and Jarvis all off the board. <sighs> all right, I'm back on it. I was hoping Devontae or Jarvis would fall to me here at 7-3. Uh, top wide receivers back on the board, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Boyd. Not loving it, man. Not loving it. Uh, Ronald Jones, J.K. Dobbins, those don't seem like too bad of picks. Uh on- on this side what do you think what do you think tom would you go right now guys my team stands at zeke zeke leonard fournette and my rb lamar jackson my quarterback zach Ertz, tight end robert woods michael gallup at wide receiver so i'm thin at wide receiver tom do i get that third depth running back or do i keep swinging at wide receiver here you think um i think personally you could probably you're you're gonna start running out of wide receiver depth for sure here. So I think I would just go with Dobbins. Or I mean sorry, not Dobbins. I think I would go with Cooks. It's either Cooks or Dobbins to me, but I think there's I don't know, it looks like there might still be running backs. Oh, I don't know. That's tough. You are in a tough spot here. I know, sure. I know, because no, none of those running backs are getting back to me. And No, I I think Dobbins is probably where I'd go if I were you. And then Man, the wide receiver. And then just hope that, like, a C.D. Lamb or a Jerry Judy makes it back to you on the flip. I know it's crazy, but I almost... I think in a normal draft, I would go Ronald Jones over J.K. Dobbins, personally. But I have Lamar Jackson, and I feel like it'd be kind of a nice compliment to have J.K. Dobbins there as well. Uh, But Rojo is a sexy pick. I love Rojo. I'm I'm writing in a little hype you, piece. You can on make right the now. case either way. Yeah. I know if I don't take Dobbins, you're going to seven round or I was seven gonna say, picks I'm, later. I'm an absolute hype beast on <laughs> Dobbins. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and grab I'm gonna grab Ronald Jones. I think it's just a safer play for my RB three. Brandon Cooks, Gronk. Oh, your boy Dobbins. Alright, Tom, you're <laughs> you're back. You're back. You're loaded up on an RB wide receiver. Are you looking at a different position here? Yeah, I am. 
currently sitting at Kenyon Drake, DeAndre Hopkins, Le'Veon Bell, Jonathan Taylor, Tyler Lockett, and Stefan Diggs. So I'm pretty well locked down at both positions for now. So I'm looking at, just to see what's here, it's Geist, Breeze, Coleman, Hurst, Jordan Howard, Tyler Boyd. I think right now, honestly, the person that's hopping out to me the most is Hayden Hurst. I think uh, I really like his chances. Yeah, I I don't think Higby, I think he was like a, not a flash in the pan, but I don't think he's going to stick at that. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think he's going to put it out all year, and I think Hurst can. I think he just got overshadowed by uh, Mandrews. So I think I'm going to draft Hurst here. Okay, okay. A couple people coming back to you. Higby off the board. Drew Brees off the board now. Tyler Boyd, Tevin Coleman, they're gone as well. What are you doing here, Tom? You're sitting at the 8-3, still without a quarterback? Yep, still without a quarterback. I still really like the options that are left. Um, I think there's only one, two, three teams who haven't drafted quarterbacks yet, and... I'm comfortable with the options after all of them are gone. Um, I think here I kind of lean. Hmm, I, I kind of want to take Jordan Howard here. I'm not going to lie to you. Over someone like Keyshawn Vaughn or Darius Geis? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm a, I'm a Geis truther. I still have him in Dynasty. <laughs> I just, he has not done it yet. It hasn't happened for him. I really like the change of scenery for Jordan Howard. Um, I think that he'll get some good work there. I've always liked his talent and his ability. I mean, he's not the greatest pass catcher in the world, but he's good at run. He's like a solid first, second down. As an RB4, can't complain as an RB4. Yeah, I was going to say, coming in at RB4, I just like the ceiling potential. So I think I am going to go ahead and take him, and I'll deal with my quarterback situation next round. I'm back up at the 8-10 here. Definitely going wide receiver position. I was hoping my boy would fall to me, and he did. I'm going to smash draft Marvin Jones Jr. There you go. That's I think that's good value here. I've been a guy. I've been grabbing Marvin Jones more this season than I think I ever have before. Just because, I mean, like I said, we said earlier at the in the show that I like Kenny Galladay a lot, but Marvin Jones is coming so cheap. An eighth round pick, you get the Lions number two wide receiver. I don't think there's a lot of value left out there like that. So happy to grab him there as well. Uh now we're gonna move through here. I'm coming back up at the nine three. All the starting running backs are off the board now. Uh Keyshawn Vaughn's off the board. I would maybe be looking for someone like him, maybe an added depth RB. Uh, nothing really popping out at the RB. Pretty loaded the other positions. I'm looking wide receiver here. Man, I like a lot of wide receivers on the board. Um, I'm just going stick to stick to my guns here. This is kind of my brand this summer. But I'm going to go. I, I know people might think it's a reach, but Justin Jefferson, man. This guy, everyone's hyped up on Judy. I get it. Everyone's hyped up on Lamb. I get it. But Justin Jefferson's going into a role with the Vikings, he's the clear number two. I don't want to hear this BC Johnson shit anymore. I'm tired of it. No, that's not <laughs> that's not what's gonna happen, man. Justin Jefferson's gonna go in, he's gonna get targets, he's gonna get receptions, he's gonna be a volume king. Uh C D Lamb, I like him. I think he's gonna have big plays, but I just need the consistency of Justin Jefferson on my team. Uh C D Lamb or Jerry Judy come back to me. Thrilled. If not, whatever. I'm going Justin Jefferson here. Wide receiver four, happy with it. Some RBs rolling off the board here in round nine. Tom, you're back up at nine ten. You got a pretty diverse team so far. Where are you looking? Um, I'm definitely first and foremost scanning the quarterback landscape. It is both teams picking after me already have quarterbacks, so I'm less afraid of them getting taken. Um, so that leaves me to look at what's left on the board. I have four running backs and three receivers. So I'm thinking receivers. Um, I was a big CeeDee Lamb guy until he went to the Cowboys. Now I don't care about him anymore. Um, so I, I am all about Jerry Judy, and I'm going to go ahead and draft Jerry Judy. Man, come on. 
All right, so now quarterbacks that are left. I'm, I'm going to take one this time. I'm going to stop putting it off. Um, we have, but I just want to show this. I'm at, I'm at the tenth round pick right now, and it's Carson Wentz, Matt Stafford, Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Burrow, Jimmy G, Drew Locke, Philip Rivers, Ryan Tannehill. There are so many yeah. good options. <laughs> Yeah, it's there are ridiculous. There are honestly, I don't even know if I want to take. Like, let's see what running backs are left here. Ugh, that is a gross list. Yeah, the gross list. Tom's checking out Chase Edmonds, Tony Pollard, Daryl Henderson Jr., G- Antonio Gibson, the Duke of Lansbury. Not many promisable options for you there, buddy. Nope, not a big fan of anything hanging out there. I think um, I think this though signifies Tom that really that drop off. I mean, carry on Johnson went with the last pick in the ninth round. I think that's really where the drop off comes at the RB. I think you need to have three or four guys before that happens. It kind of honestly like I know you really have to reach down the list to get to him, but Tannehill really pops for me. <laughs> I just really. I, I don't know, dude. It's all about <laughs> over Matt Stafford or Carson Wentz, though. Nah, I'm probably just gonna go with Wentz. Keep it safe. Yeah, I, I really just don't want him to get hurt. But when he's on, man, oh, he's, man, he's on. Wide receiver run coming late in the tenth round. I'm back up at ten ten. Yeah, staring at the RB list. I don't want any part of that right now. Uh, the only guy. Oh man, I think I'm gonna have to be forced to pick Henry Ruggs here at the. We're at the 10-10 right now. I like Christian Kirk a lot. I think he could be a pretty good play, but oh, maybe I will go Christian Kirk. Hope maybe that Ruggs comes back to me. I'm, I'm going to go, I think I'm, I don't know. What do you think about that, Tom? You think Christian Kirk's the best wide receiver on the board? Um, I think so. I, I mean, You're an Arizona Cardinal truther. Well, yeah, f- football talent-wise, Henry Ruggs, definitely a better player, I think. But Derek Carr can only throw the ball ten yards at a time, so <laughs> I think that the opportunity Christian Kirk has, you know, obviously the you know Larry Legend's still there, and now he's to deal with Hopkins. But if anything happens to Larry Legend, or if they just decide to start letting Kirk carve out a more permanent role for him, knowing that Fitzgerald's going to retire, I think that Kirk could really blossom at his spot. So I do think I'd take him. Yeah, I already have a rookie wide receiver, so I don't want to get too dependent there. And he's a wide receiver five. I think that's a value at wide receiver five for Christian Kirk. Uh, a couple more players coming off the board. And I'm back up at the 11-3 right now. Uh, my team, as it stands, is Lamar Jackson, Zeke, and Leonard Fournette holding down the RB slot. Robert Woods, Michael Gallup, Zach Ertz, Rojo in my flex. And I have Marvin Jones, Justin Jefferson, Christian Kirk on my bench. I'm going to go ahead and just finish out my or my wide receiver depth here. I wanted Henry Ruggs to come back, and I think that's the play. Getting you know Marvin Jones, Justin Jefferson, Christian Kirk, and now Henry Ruggs, four picks in a row, Tom, I think that really helps solidify, although maybe I punted the position until the fifth round, I think it helps solidify that decision a little bit. Yeah, I think Ruggs is a good take there. All right, and then coming back to me, really thinning out here um my team as it stands right now is Kenyon drake deandre hopkins Le'Veon bell jonathan taylor tyler lockett stefan diggs hayden hurst jordan howard jerry judy and carson wentz so for now running backs nothing really major popping out at me here um it's justin jackson uh boston scott and Naheem Hines are the top three people left. Honestly, I kind of like Naheem Hines. I feel like the team likes him. They see a larger pass-catching role for him this year. Um, I'm not saying that he's going to get any kind of utilization that's going to be mind-blowing, but Phillip Rivers did throw a lot of like dump passes to the running back position when he was in Los Angeles last year, and that could turn to some pretty good production for him. What about Justin Jackson? So, I think there's going to be a lot of carries to go around in the Los Angeles Chargers backfield. I think there will be carries to go around. I just don't. I don't think that I like him very much. Like I'm worried that 
he's going to get the opportunity and do nothing with it. No doubt. No doubt. But that's just my, that, you know, that's just my opinion. I, I just think that he might squander some opportunity. Um, so I think I am going to go ahead and go with Naheem Hines here. I think that's going to be like my depth pick for, for this go around. Um, then comes back to me. Definitely not going to draft a second quarterback or a second tight end. Um, I'm pretty happy where I'm at there. So I'm going to look at, I don't really like anybody that's left on the running back list. I know you're a big Damian Harris fan. So if you were, like, I could see someone making a case to just take a wait and see approach on him. I like Damian Um, Harris, but I think, I do think there are better people on the board right now. That's I do too. I really like Anthony Miller. I like. I know the Bears are wildly like inconsistent as a team, but I think Anthony Miller himself is pretty good, and he's a solid number two there. Like I think he could kind of start getting himself some more consistent production. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and Keel Harry's here. He definitely pops out to me as someone who I think could have a a good second season, especially with Cam Newton being in town now. Um, you know what? I'm actually going to do that. I'm going to drop some kill Harry, I think. All right, here we go. Coming into my 12th round pick here. A couple wide receivers coming off the board. I'm going to stick with, I'm going to go RB. I'm going to kind of grab my final depth RB. I only have three. I don't love that right now, uh, but I had to make up for it with, uh, with some late round wide receivers. To me, as much as I love Damian Harris here, Tom, I'm going AJ Dillon. I think A.J. Dillon, I think he's going to get some carries. And we've seen both Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams miss some time in the past. So I think A.J. Dillon could be kind of that depth piece. If you need to plug and play an RB, he could fall into the end zone. All right, it's coming back around for me as well. Man, okay, there's one person above everyone right now on my board. I'm going to take Golden Tate here. I think Golden Tate in the 13th round is a steal. So I think for me, um, honestly... Of the defenses left, there's Seahawks, Saints, Vikings, Rams, Broncos. I think I like the Vikings defense the most. Um, I like a run-first team that can control the clock and uh, keep things moving along. So I'm going to go ahead and get the Vikings defense there. And then kicker-wise, honestly, it doesn't – I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but it kind of doesn't matter. (laughs) so I think I'm just going to go with someone on a nice high-powered offense and take Robbie Gold from San Francisco. And so, so that concludes our mock draft, everybody. Uh, I'm just going to run through – we're going to run through our teams real quick and kind of just put out a few quick facts about what we learned. So starting off here, uh, Lamar Jackson in the QB position. First time ever taking him in a mock or a draft in general, so – pretty excited i was able to get him at the 210 uh zeke leonard fournette ronald jones aj Dillon are my running backs i feel like i could have added maybe uh one more depth running back before it fell off super hard uh like a Keyshawn vaughn would have been nice something like that um but i'm okay with that zach Ertz makes up for it in the tight end uh wide receiver don't have any real guns you know gun blazers but robert woods he's not a sexy pick but he'll get it done michael gallup Marvin Jones, Justin Jefferson, Christian Kirk, Henry Ruggs, Golden Tate. I think I have enough wide receiver depth that it makes up for. I don't know if it completely makes up for not having a wide receiver one, but it definitely makes it more affordable, I think, in my mind. Tom, uh, what do you think about your roster? Um, I'm just looking over everything again right now. I'm going to do the rundown quick before I get into little comments. Uh, QB, got Carson Wentz, um, Kenny Drake. And Le'Veon Bell is my starting running backs. Starting wide receivers, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Lockett. Hayden Hurst as my tight end. Um, in my flex spot is Jonathan Taylor. Um, obviously, Robbie Gold is a kicker. Minnesota Vikings defense. And then my bench is Stefan Diggs, Jordan Howard, Jerry Judy, Naeem Hines, and Akeel Harry. Um, as far as comments go, I think Carson Wentz is definitely somebody who I'm not concerned about keeping a second quarterback on the bench. I'll just go pick one up if I need one later, like if he gets hurt or anything. Kenyon Drake is probably the most concerning piece on my team to me just because I drafted him as my first-round pick. 
So that's why I drafted Jonathan Taylor. Um, he's just kind of my insurance policy to have someone who could put up the level of production that I need just in case Kenyon Drake can't. Um, I'm confident that he will, but um, honestly, and then the rest of my team, the only other note that I would make is less specific to my team and more just strategy for people post-draft. Um, but somebody like Naheem Hines is the kind of person who I'm taking, hoping for him to earn a role and then play well in weeks like one through three. So I know he's worth keeping. If not, uh, come like week two or three when people start breaking out, he's the kind of person that I'm looking to dump to pick somebody else up off the waivers just for people's like consideration for what they're going to do immediately after they draft. Right. My final thoughts here on this draft, Tom, I really do like your team. I think you have a nice to have Jonathan Taylor as your RB three is, I think it's really appealing to me. Lev Bell's your RB two is not appealing to me though. I will say that, but uh, <laughs> I mean, Deandre Hopkins, Tyler Lockett is your wide receiver too. That's nice. I like that. Stefan Diggs, he gives you, I mean, you're going to probably be picking between Stephon Diggs and Jonathan Taylor as your flex every week. That's not a bad thing to have at all. Uh, my final thoughts here is I, I went quarterback early. I've never, Tom, I'm as big of a truther to wait on quarterbacks as you are, but I wanted to see what was play what would play out. And while I like having Lamar Jackson on my team and I'm happy with how things played out, uh, if you know if any of those top guys the chris godwins the austin ecklers the aaron jones julio anyone falls like that i'd probably consider grabbing them there and uh maybe i would i mean i guess i just didn't realize todd Gurley's. i was hoping to get him in the third round i guess i just didn't realize his adp's gotten into the second round so keep up with the adp's guys these are going to shift even more within the next month i mean i remember a couple just a couple of months ago it seemed like tom you could get james connor todd Gurley in the th- middle third end of the you know beginning of the fourth round and so adps are changing keep an eye on that i do think that rb cliff fall up fall off is in the ninth round so pay attention to that and wide receivers starting the fifth round they go they go so you can't punt the wide receiver position too long anything else you think i missed tom no i think we covered just about everything there um I think your team came out pretty well. Uh, you definitely, whether on accident or on purpose, definitely ended up doing more wide receivers later on. But I think that looking at your roster shows that the wide receiver is just a much deeper position than right. running back. Like right. just across the board. Like, I mean, down into the 10th, 11th round, you know, even in the 13th, you got Golden Tate. Like you're still pulling value. Right. Very late. Not, and, and that's not to say you should punt your wide receiver one-off forever or anything. But I think that you showed that if you do have Lamar Jackson fall to you in a way like you did and you're like, you want to roll the dice on him, you might not get the sexiest wide receivers ever, but you'll at least get enough people that you can plug and play every week to keep your team going. Right, and you can always trade throughout the season if you're really desperate for a wide receivers. Uh, they generally go lower on the market than those top RBs, than the quarterbacks, the tight ends. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, you know, we want everyone to keep remaining healthy, remain safe out there. It's kind of been a crazy time in our world, but keep the spirits high. Let's, you know, we're going to keep creating good content for you here at In Between Media. We're going to have a couple more podcast episodes coming out for you before the summer's end. Uh, we got some new columns for you on the site as well. Check those out. And Tom, any last words for our listeners? Um, just, you know, make sure you take some time for yourself, take care of yourself. It's stressful times out there, but never forget to take a few minutes and make sure you're doing all right. Make sure you are doing all right. I think that's a great message, Tom. Make sure your friends, make sure your family, your significant other is doing all right too. I think sometimes that's maybe a message that doesn't get out as much as it should. So thank you for that, Tom. Thank you for joining us on the show as always. And we'll be back on another episode of the in-between fantasy football podcast keep it in between and keep it real we'll talk to you later